0: On the line is Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker, insider calls presented by BetQL. BetQL is your one-stop shop sports betting analytics app. It's a to tough help read. You. It is. It's, it's three S's in a row. Um, to help you make the most informed bets possible, download the BetQL app and use code OHIO25 for 25% off your first month. Ross Tucker now joins us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Welcome to the show, buddy.
1: What up, fellas? How are you? You sound feeling a little well. bit better this week, Ross. How you feeling?
2: Uh, definitely sound better. Um, I'd say I feel better too. I don't know that I feel a hundred percent. I'm out here in Phoenix. That helps. And uh, man, I'm I'm running hard out here, fellas. Running real hard. And i and honestly, I'm not even talking about not even talking about off the field yet i'm talking about just work
0: (laughs) i saw you on good morning football uh you know whatever that show's called it's on the nfl network that's what i meant to say i saw you there this morning you're here today you're all over so because you are you got those philly ties i do need your official reaction and rebuttal to juju smith schuster saying that uh, philly cheesesteaks aren't the best cheesesteaks
2: what does that guy know about anything that that was our I mean, initial it's thought. A, it's, it's just such a weird thing for him to say. Like, I would love to, like, man, I wish I would have been there when he said that. I would love the follow-up question, like, oh, okay, Juju. So, where is he from? California?
1: Uh, I think so. I know he went to USC. I'm not sure if he's from California.
2: Yeah, he goes to USC, then he plays for the Steelers, and now he plays for the Chiefs. Like, ugh, how many times has he had a Philly cheesesteak in his life? And how many times has he had it in a Philly? Like, how many times has he even been to Philly? What's he even talking about? And why does it make sense to say anything that would get the opposing team or fan base or whatever more riled up? None of it makes sense. And, by the way, it's not even true. I'm not even, like, the biggest Philly cheesesteak guy in the world compared to other people from there. And they are the best there. I mean, they are. You're not going to get a better Philly cheesesteak somewhere other than Philly.
1: I don't know. I mean, I've had I've had them. I was in Philly for a little bit, Ross, and, and I've had really good Philly cheesesteaks other places. I mean, I think they're probably the best, but it's it's like I, you played in Buffalo too. Like I've had really good Buffalo wings in other places than Buffalo. Is that is that similar? Is that fair or no?
2: That is fair, except I also still think the best wings are in Buffalo. I do. I mean, I, I've had good wings at lots of places. But, man, when I was up there for the Dolphins playoff game at that Barbell Tavern, they had, like, the Honey Cajun. So good. By the way, while, while we're on the important topics, are you guys drums or flats?
0: Yes. Flats. I don't, I don't discriminate. Me,
1: Flats for me. Nicky-, Nicky like wingy. I like flats. Nick, can you just play
2: along? You obviously have a preference of one or the other. Please.
0: Yes, good. That's, all, that's my only preference. But if you, uh, make, you have a gun much, to your head, you I gotta eat one much. wing. Who's putting a gun to my head? Me. Okay. If there's one of each sitting in the tray, which one are you picking? Yes, both of them. No, but I'll play both. along. Fine, I'll, I'll one. play one. along. You're being a real pain in the ball? ass here. I'll play along with a bit. Drumsticks. Okay. Drummies.
2: I mean, Nick, you, it took us five times asking you that for you to finally answer
0: because, because I just picked one. I I flipped a coin.
2: Well, the answer is drums, okay? And I actually thought it was a gender thing, but evidently it's not. Most males I know prefer drums. Most females I know prefer flats. I'm not insinuating anything, Dustin I'm just well, you, I, I've you, learned that I, that's not necessarily the case.
1: Okay, all right, Ross. I see how you are. You already Some called you've already like called me flats. a pretty boy like how many my times?
2: Buddies. <laughs> my buddies My buddies like the flats. okay. They put the whole thing in their mouth?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
2: they just pull out bones.
1: That's what yeah. you do. That's why the flats are the best.
2: Yeah, I prefer drums. I like the big <laughs> hunk of meat.
0: <laughs> uh, Ross, who is the more likable team in the Super Bowl?
2: Good question. Oh, I think it's the Eagles.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean,
2: there's people that really don't like Sirianni right now. You know, they're down on him. And people don't like the people of Philadelphia a lot, which, by the way, the people of Philadelphia just love that. Like, they really play into the fact that people don't like them. Um, I don't know. I guess the Chiefs with Andy Reid. and, and, And people don't really dislike Mahomes. And typically Midwest people are pretty nice. So maybe it's the Chiefs. But I also think on some level, people are kind of tired of them. Like, you know, the Bills fans don't want to see the Chiefs win. The Bengals don't want to see the Chiefs. Like, they're tired of the Chiefs winning all the time. Whereas you don't really feel that way about the Eagles.
1: Ross, do you think this is going to be a high-scoring game?
2: 27-24. Is that high-scoring?
1: Does that hit the over? One points. Does that cover the over? It's 46-47? No, the over. Won, bro it's well, I didn't see it Ross I'm sorry I don't <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't yeah, host well, the a betting podcast
2: yeah, you I mean it's called the even money podcast you are <laughs> in Ohio now Dustin I'm sure you guys have
1: All right I'm on betting, fan, I'm on FanDuel right now uh here yeah, we go Super Bowl. 51 and,
2: if, and I no it's that 50 fi- exactly oh right. excuse me it's, it's 50 and a half 24. Ross
1: 50 and a half right now
0: All right then
2: I love the over by that half
1: point love it love it okay
0: Ross, uh I give you the contract of Aaron Rodgers and you can put him on any team in the NFL. Where are you putting him?
2: Well, what do you mean? I mean, are are you do you want me to um like for his own success or my own
0: pleasure? Like in what benefit? His his where you think he'd be the best fit and makes the most sense. I like to see him go to the Jets. I,
2: I think the Jets desperately want him. I think the Jets need him. I think the Jets make the playoffs next year I, if they have him. I think the Jets maybe even do damage in the playoffs next year if they have him. I think the Patriots are the worst team in the AFC East if the Jets have him.
0: Ross Tucker on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, we also here in Cleveland, we got the news that Brian Flores, who at one point was considered the front runner for the Browns' defensive coordinator job. They ended up hiring Jim Schwartz and not waiting. He just got hired as the uh, Vikings' defensive coordinator. Should we look back and, and, and maybe should we have hoped that the Browns, or rather, should the Browns have waited for Brian Flores before hiring a defensive coordinator?
2: No, I don't think so. I mean, let's see how it plays out. Let's see how Schwartz does. Let's see how Flores does. But Schwartz is very, very well-regarded, and I'm pretty confident that the Browns will have a much improved defense. I think the real surprise is that Joe Woods got hired as the D coordinator for the Saints, although he's not actually calling the defense there.
0: What do you think about that hire? Not much. I mean,
2: I don't know. Dennis Allen's calling the defense. I don't know. I guess he and Joe Woods maybe have some connection, but I don't put that much stock in who coordinators are when they're not the ones actually calling the plays.
1: Ross, when you look at let's get back to the Super Bowl here for a minute, since you're on Super Bowl or uh, Radio Row at the Super Bowl. Um, when you look at both of these quarterbacks, I mean, obviously Mahomes is like the best quarterback we've seen in quite a while. Um, is Jalen Hurts capable of winning a Super Bowl? I mean, I know you like the Eagles a lot, and you you think that they're they've got a legitimate chance in this game. Um, what do you think about Hurts? Is he a franchise quarterback?
2: Well, he's definitely a franchise quarterback, and he's definitely going to get. A big contract from the Eagles and be their quarterback for a while. Um, whether or not he can win a Super Bowl, we'll see. He definitely had played at a high enough level this year for them to win a Super Bowl. There is no question. I think um, <clears throat> the question is really we've all seen Mahomes make the critical play late in games for the Chiefs to win a lot, like all the time. I mean, we can all think of, like, at least 20 times. Hurts really hasn't had to do that. And so that doesn't mean he can't, but he just hasn't hasn't proved that he could do it. So maybe the Super Bowl will be his opportunity and maybe he'll rise to the occasion. Or maybe the Eagles will just beat up the Chiefs. like They beat up the Niners and the Eagles will win by double digits and Hurts still won't have to do it. You know, I always wonder, I don't know the answer to this, like, Devontae Smith and Hurts, these guys played in so many big games in college. That counts for something, right? Like, they're not going to be in awe. These guys are, like, starting in national championship games as a freshman. I don't think they're going to be in awe of this moment.
1: I think that's accurate. I think that's fair. I mean, the, the, it's not quite the same, but, I mean, it is still a huge national stage with, you know, the, the stadiums that's rocking and all that stuff. So, yeah, I think, I think there's something to be said for that for sure.
0: Ross, this game pits two elite quarterbacks versus two elite pass rushes and two elite defenses. On a general level, what wins out more often than not? The elite pass rusher or the elite quarterback?
2: Well, I think it depends on the offensive line.
0: You know, if the offensive Let's play line. Play along with is... the bet here, Ross, okay?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, if the O line is up to the task, then the quarterback wins out. If the O-line's not after the task, then the pass rusher wins out. I mean, we saw what happened a couple of years ago when the Bucks destroyed the Chiefs up front, which is why the Chiefs went out of their way to get all these other guys, Orlando Brown and Tooney and all these guys, and they're much better. That, to me, is actually, like, the key to the game. We all agree Mahomes is the best player on the planet. We all agree he's better than Hurts. The question in my mind is, like, Are the Chiefs good enough up front to keep it close and to bang with the Eagles and and to keep this a competitive game so it comes down to the fourth quarter? Or do they kind of run out of gas? They just don't have the same depth. I mean, Ndamukong Kinsu is the highest-paid defensive player in the history of the sport. He's third string for the Eagles. Robert Quinn had 18.5 sacks last year for the Bears. He's also third-string for the Eagles. Third-string, guys. Like, they, they just don't have the same type of depth in Kansas City. And so I do think there's a the possibility that they start to wear down. Um, if they if they can hang, if they can hang better than the Niners hung, then I think the Chiefs have a great chance.
0: Ross, uh, Sean Payton was introduced to the Denver media uh, and, and kind of met with the media since for the first time since taking the Broncos job and uh, the conversation turned to personal coaches, for players being allowed in, in the building. And uh, he said uh, there won't be any of that there. Do you think Sean Payton and Russell Wilson are going to work out together?
2: Um, I think they need to for Russell Wilson. I really do. I mean, I, I think if Russell Wilson it, it, it wants to make it work, this might be his last chance. Yeah, if it doesn't work, Sean Payton's staying. Russell Wilson's going now. So he needs to try to make it work. But I'm also not going to be like jumping um, all over this that Sean Payton, yeah, this is the right thing. You can't have his own coaches in there or his own whatever. I mean, Brady always had the Alex Guerrero guy, and that seems to have worked out pretty good for him. I'm not going to fault Russell Wilson because he was paying people money to help him be a better player.
0: Ross, what quarterback head coach marriage would you buy more stock in? Russell Wilson and Sean Payton or Deshaun Watson and Kevin Stefanski?
2: That's a good question, Nick. Now, finally, I mean, it only took 16 minutes, but you're coming around. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: It's all because you pushed me on the drums or flats thing. You made me better, Ross.
2: Stefanski and Deshaun Watson. You know, Sean Payton is so much about like precise, getting rid of the ball quickly. That's not really Russell Wilson's thing. He's more of a second reaction, move around. He's not as explosive as he was. I actually think Watson's gonna have a really good year next year under guy. I, I think Watson I think everyone is gonna sleep on the Browns offensively. And I think Watson will be much better next year after getting all the reps of the ones all off season. Uh, You know, Stefanski and Andrew Barry know how important this year is to them. I think people are going to totally forget about the Browns. You know, they're going to pick everybody else in the division over them. I, I think the Browns are going to surprise a lot of people.
0: All right, that leads us to our final question here, buddy. The Browns will be in the playoffs in 2023 if. Can you finish that sentence for us?
2: Deshaun Watson stays healthy and plays every game.
0: Okay. Now, I also have to inform our audience here, Ross, this is going to be your final hit for the season. You still might make uh, appearances here, but I want to take a few moments and just say thank you. You were great all year long, all football season long, and uh, we're going to miss talking to you every week, buddy. I
2: absolutely love talking with you guys. I love the passion of Cleveland fans. I, like, find myself rooting for the Browns because you guys deserve it. They really, really do. I know what it was like for Eagles fans when they finally won the Super Bowl, and it felt like the Browns had that mojo a couple years ago. I'm hoping they get it back and and get back to being competitive again because, I think the Browns are, if they're not the best fan base in the NFL, they're certainly up there with how diehard and loyal they've been over the years without much of a return on that investment. So love talking with you guys every week and talking about the
0: Browns. We appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much. Now that Flores landed as a defensive coordinator, whether we should have, uh, in hindsight, look at the Browns and maybe the Browns should have waited for that. And, And real quick here, it's time to step up your betting game with some tips from BetQL. Uh, for instance, the Eagles have gone 10-1 and one straight up as a favorite against teams with winning records this season. Uh, also, uh, BetQL's projecting Patrick Mahomes to throw for two, uh, 310 yards and two touchdowns, no INTs. Visit BetQL.com slash 92.3 The Fan to find offers available only in Ohio. That's BetQL.com slash 92.3 The Fan. I think it could be tempting if you're a Browns fan to say, well, four weeks ago, All we wanted was Brian Flores, and the big risk was he could have become a head coach. Now, even though he was rumored to be a finalist in Arizona, he ends up, I don't want to say settling, but moving on to Minnesota as the defensive coordinator. I think it's tempting to say that. My word of caution with anyone saying, well, why didn't we just wait for Brian Flores? Right. It starts with Flores had options. I don't think you were guaranteed he would have chose Cleveland uh, specifically because of your situation right now, even if he didn't get a head coaching job.
1: Listen, I I don't necessarily know that Flores was the top choice for the Browns. I don't think any of us know that. I mean, I know they interviewed him early in the process. Mm -hmm. Um, But here's how these things work. When you know who you want to hire, you go get that guy. Mm -hmm. And if they didn't want to hire Jim Schwartz, I don't think they would have hired him. I don't mm-hmm. think they rushed into a decision to hire Jim Schwartz just to hire a coach who's got a name, who's been around. Like, if they really were dead set on Flores, I think they would have waited. I I don't think that this is any indication that the Browns made the wrong decision or mm-hmm. were rushed into a decision. I think that you you certainly want to make these decisions rather quickly when possible, but in the end, I don't think they made the wrong decision.
0: I mean, I think it's I think it's entirely possible that the Browns really liked Flores and Schwartz. And it came down to there's a really big chance that we'll we, we won't have Schwartz as an option. And if we wait four weeks from now, that he'll be off the board and then Brian Flores could choose elsewhere. Like, I think and I said some I said this when, when when Jim Schwartz got hired, and a few people took umbrage with it because they thought I was being negative. I think Jim Schwartz was as good of a hire as you were probably going to be able to make. That's not negativity. I think it's a reality of where the Browns are. Like with Flores, Mm -hmm. best-case scenario, Flores comes in, he fixes your defense, and next year he's the head coach somewhere else. That's That's what he's looking for. But what we never really realize when we analyze whether a guy wants to come here or not is the downside. Cleveland to a guy like Brian Flores was an immense risk because yes, the upside is if the defense balls out next year, you're a head coach again. Okay. For a guy with a lawsuit against the NFL, if he comes here and Kevin Stefanski gets fired, well, your stock's going to take quite a hit. Right. And so I think, listen, I think it played out for both parties. I think one, I think Minnesota's defense, it's going to be hard not to be a better defense next year. I agree with that. Um, I also think in that with the talent they have, I think they're going to have. They don't have. They've got a. They've got a couple of really nice players. They don't have Miles Garrett. So I don't. I think you're going to have to do what Flores does, which is I think you're going to have to blitz the hell out of the opponents to have a chance to win. Here in Cleveland, I think the Browns pat the win is the better path to win now. I know we love blitzing because it reminds us of Dick LeBeau and the Iron Curtain. and like It reminds us of, of days gone by. The teams that not just win in the playoffs, but the teams that have a chance to beat any elite premier franchise quarterback are teams that can rush for, and that's how they consistently get home. And that's what Jim Schwartz has done in his career. So, like, I think Jim Schwartz, in some ways, for them, was the safer hire, and
1: that's okay. It might have been the safer hire. I mean, that's that's a good point about the the lawsuit, and you never know what's going to happen with that. But um, I, I wouldn't that wouldn't like prohibited me from hiring him mm-hmm. if I thought he was the right fit for the job. But in the end, I think they got a really good defensive coordinator. I think uh, my, uh, Brian Flores is also a really good defensive coordinator. I don't think you could have gone wrong. I really don't.
0: I like that two one six five seven eight double oh nine two. Me likey that, um, daddy likey. Okay, all right, Andrew Hoodie. I turned to Hoodie there for a minute. Calm down over there. Um, it's your boy. It's your boy. Should the Browns have waited for Brian Flores to make his decision, or in the end, did the Browns get the right guy? There's there's more on that, but uh, Chuck, welcome to the show, Chuck.
2: Yeah. Hey guys. Yeah, I think they just went too quick man they go too quick on a lot of things that's why ne- things never work out like there's no thought process behind it or they don't get together and you know like the draft picks everything it's just get a guy get a guy just to fill the spot mm. you
0: know
2: just yeah, like do you have do you have, got, do you have other you know,
0: they, wait real quick chuck do you have other instances outside of the shorts hiring
2: well yeah the baker they went out and got watson they didn't care and you know what i mean they didn't even get baker a chance they went out and got watson
0: I mean, so, I mean. In fairness, Chuck, uh, thirty-two teams in the NFL would take Deshaun Watson over Baker Mayfield.
2: Yeah, well, we'll see this year. We'll see. I'll call you in the middle of the season. We'll talk about
0: it. I mean, we we can talk about it now because both guys no, played this last year. What he, we got to see what he do first. Who, which one, Baker? I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Watson. All right, All right Chuck. Yeah, we we, we will, appreciate I, about it. I'll call you. I'll call you around the eighth or ninth game of the season this year. Let's make we'll the ninth game. It. Yeah, make it the ninth
1: yeah. game, not, not right. the eighth.
0: Yeah. But don't yeah. just yeah. do it if Deshaun looks better, all right? Or sorry, if, uh, if Baker looks better, you got to do it if Deshaun looks better too, okay? Yeah, I got you. All, all right, right, buddy. Chuck. Um, I think here's another thing, and we mentioned, I, I mentioned for Brian Flores the risk-reward of this job. The risk is Kevin Stefanski gets fired and your chances of becoming a head coach are are, are indefinitely delayed. And it's not even guaranteed that he might, you know, he might have to look for another Pittsburgh to land on your feet because he'll ask, well, why did the coach get fired and all that stuff? When you look to, so that's, and the reward obviously is if he comes here, it's a great year, you become a head coach next year. I think the benefit of Jim Schwartz is I think you are going to get continuity. I don't think one great offseason is going to get Jim Schwartz a head coaching head coaching gig somewhere else. I think if Jim is going to be a head coach and what is he fifty six, if Jim's going to be a head coach again in the NFL, if he wants to be, I think it's probably going to take, um, you know what, it's probably going to take two or three years of sustained success, kind of like what Leslie Frazier is, where Leslie's been in uh, Buffalo since Sean McDermott went there. That's six years. He's just now back on the radar of teams to be an NFL head coach again, and the guy's had one of the three best defenses in the NFL, or a top-ten defense each of the last three years. I think that's Schwartz's path, and I think inevitably, I think that kind of continuity is what's best for the Cleveland Browns over the next couple years. It might be safe to some people. Sometimes safe is okay. Jim Schwartz being a safe hire should not – Change the way we think of him. And, and
1: again, like to, back to your some of your points there, Nick. Like I don't think Jim Schwartz has any desire to be a head coach again. Mm-hmm. Do you? With his health conditions, he's talked about. And
0: I at, don't his, know. at his
1: age, I don't know. I think he'd be content being a DC here for a little while. I mean, it's. And I think like, Brian Flores could be a one and done.
0: I think it's kind of one of those things where a guy says no to protect the ego and to maybe so you know. But it's tough, man. When you get a chance, especially if it's a good organization, and Jim did not take over a good organization 20, or 15 years ago, took over the Lions. So if, like, a, and I'm not saying this team, if a Pittsburgh or a Baltimore or, you know, um, maybe the Giants, which they wouldn't, but any one of those teams come calling, maybe it's a little different. 216 578 0092. So we're, we reacted to Ross Tucker talking about the Brian Flores higher in Minnesota. And the question that we asked him is whether or not the Browns maybe should have waited on Brian Flores before making their final decision on Jim Schwartz's defensive coordinator. Chuck said they should have waited. I don't know where he gets this team rushes to decisions. And oh, by the way, I actually think the smartest thing they did was not allow the coaching market to play out. Because once coaching staff start getting filled, all of a sudden it gets really harder to get your guy to. And listen, I don't think Schwartz would have been here today to hire. Somebody if, else would have snagged him. If Laura You don't, you said don't think no. they'd
1: rather have Jim Schwartz in New Orleans? I, I think I think they'd rather just about anybody than Joe Woods. Uh, they they should, need, need somebody to plug in there. Matt Miller's got his uh, mock-up on ESPN.com. Two-rounder. A two-rounder. which it's how you know which, it's which, real. Which is wh- all we care about in Cleveland because yep. we don't have a first-round pick. If it's
0: not a, this is actually a true thing. If it's not a two-round mock, not I'm not at reading it. it.
1: Yeah, I'm not, not reading any one-round mocks. Yeah. Sorry, you lazy people. Yep. I need a two-round. You know what? I need a seven-round mock.
0: Mock, <laughs> mock. You joke. I read every seven-round
1: mock draft there is.
0: It's a sickness.
1: So um, Matt Miller has the Browns uh, taking at pick 42. Mozzie Smith, defensive tackle from Michigan. Michigan.
0: I feel like if they're going to get a, a good defensive tackle, one, I, okay, do we trust him? Do we trust Andrew Barry to draft a defensive tackle? Can you just draft another, like draft the best
1: defensive tackle in the Big Ten? How about that? Um, or one of them?
0: I just, I, okay, I trust him somewhere. Like I'm less, like if it's like, oh, you got Mozzie Smith with a fourth round pick, I'd be like, cool, because I don't care about fourth round picks. If you're like, but
1: the, the second round pick at pick 42 almost feels like our first round pick.
0: Yeah. And I, it, it's not a great year for defensive tackles, by the way. Um, I think there's like three guys I can think of that have been projected to be top 64 picks. Right. Mozzie's one. Jervon Dexter out of Florida's another. And then obviously a kid that's not going to – he's not falling to you is Jalen Carter, who people are talking about with like generational kind of talent. Um, I don't know that's where I want – I maybe this is because I've watched him whiff on Tommy Togiai and Jordan Elliott. And there's a chance he might have whiffed on Perry on Winfrey. And, oh, yeah, he kind of whiffed on Taven Bryant, even though that was a free agent signing. I don't necessarily need them to draft any defensive tackles this year. Not not with a top, you know, 90 pick. And they've got two in the top 90 or top 90, 100. What top 100? Yeah, because yeah, I think it's like 98 and then it's uh, 42 or 44.
1: 42 and then it's it's either but somewhere between 96 and 98.
0: Like I'm much I'm, – I feel much better if you signed – Two defensive tackles and an edge rusher, and then 42 was Josh Downs or Jalen Hyatt. And I know that's like a lot of it depends what happens 17 picks before that. And I it's mean, it's funny,
1: he has Downs, Josh Downs from uh, wide receiver North Carolina, going pick 44. You know, here's some y- people maybe projecting him to be a second round pick.
0: The amount of people that have Quentin Johnson not being a top 15 pick, Quentin also Johnson, upset- yeah, silly like that guy's going to be. Like the next Randy Moss, I like he uh, who it might have been Matt, and I don't do it because I really like Matt. He's actually always been can, very, very, very nice to I can scroll to me. the top
1: of the list. Um, he I, has him going twenty-two to the Ravens. That's,
0: yes, that's the one I saw, and I was like, "What are we watching here? What are we watching that 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 kid isn't a top five or top ten pick? No idea. It's like, and you know what it is? It's like watching Justin Jefferson at LSU, and saying, "How is Justin Jefferson not a top ten pick? And the kid, I think, went to 22. Like, no thank you. Is it too early for you for mocks?
1: I just spent five minutes talking about a mock draft in the well, middle of February. Well,
0: yeah, but you casually looking at one mock. Like, my sickness is I started doing the uh, simulator mocks in, like, uh, December. Like, late December. Not early December. I'm not pathetic. But, yeah, like like December 27th, you know, got home and I was like... I. Should I look at should I look at Pro Football Network Simulator? Should I get on the draft network simulator? So, yeah, you should. So like to me, you we joked about the seven round mock. I could really use a good seven round mock right now. Go ahead, and make fun of me, Keith.
1: Why don't you just play a video game? I mean, at that point, you're just using a simulator.
0: Yeah. It's effectively the same thing.
1: Well, it's not even like taking into account what he, these teams actually might do, like in terms of the
0: GM's thought process. Well, that's, do you think it's fair if the
1: guys that run the seven round mocks? Like who who is like Walter Camp? Uh-huh. Or some of these sites.
0: Well, what about somebody who actually is well, Walter legitimate? Walter Camp instead. is actually an award.
1: What's the guy's this, Walter Football. Walter Football. Yeah. Walter Camp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Uh Walter football. hmm Uh you guys are just jackasses. What? I'm glad you corrected me, though. Thank uh, you. Well, he just busted my chops. No, now, now it's time for uh, Dusty to get his chops busted. Yep. yep. I actually do think um, that's how Keith
0: thinks. He's no. an equal opportunity. Is, if defender. anyone out
1: there has time to do a seven round mock and uh-huh. literally put any thought into that seventh round pick and mm-hmm. pick 232, uh God
0: bless you. I actually I actually think it's fascinating. And it's so funny how like um like like, NFL executives look down their nose at mock drafts. I don't always view them as predictive, though. Like, I view them as, hey, this is something that could happen, right? And, like, you can't really start, like, putting any worth into them. Like, guys like Matt Miller, he wants to predict his early stuff, and then as the draft goes on, it just becomes about... But, like, I don't like it when guys are like, oh, well, I've heard the Raiders really like this player. So that's why I put him there. I'm like, well, that's, isn't that cheating? No, like, it's not. I kind of think it is. I Give me more just, hey, I know what this team does. Here's a player that fits what they do or what they need. Yeah, but and I'm going to plug it in. in.
1: the inside information. Why wouldn't you put that guy in that spot?
0: Well, because. That's not
1: cheating. Yeah, and by but, the way, just because you have inside I information doesn't mean that player is going to be available. It could go earlier, it could go later. Like the team may change their minds. Like, there's a lot of things that could happen, there's a lot of variables here.
0: Nah, give me original thought. Give me what you think makes sense, what prospects you like. I like those mock drafts as well, and I feel like mock drafts have become, oh, no, 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 uh, this is just what's going to happen. No. Like, I, who's, when, who, when When I,
1: I, I did one mock draft, me and Zach Jackson back in the day. Um,
0: can we get you two this year?
1: No. What if I hook no, you up we, with a simulator? Him and I did a, a, a two-round mock for the Athletic back in the day, mm-hmm. and when we made our selections, we alternated picks. What I put into it was what I'd heard, what I think this GM's going to do, and what the team's needs are.
0: Why would I not? I, don't, I feel like... You sound silly. No, I, because that's not the point. The point is not I'm going to predict this properly. The point is... The idea of, is of of to predict... Isn't the idea to predict the mock draft properly? No, yes, it no, is. No, it's become that, and it's trash, because you're never going to get it right. You're not in those meetings. You look like... Oh, uh, not, I'm not saying mad, but certain people look like tryhards when they're like, oh, well, I've heard, and then that guy is there, and they don't take him. Because, okay. by the way, most of most of the draft off season is a smokescreen. Teams lie to you, so I heard means nothing because teams blatantly lie. Uh, Keith, letting us know, Walter Camp also died in 1925. Didn't they have the internet then? R.I.P. You know, Maybe he did mock drafts. Who knows? I bet you. I bet Was you he did mock drafts, for and the he'd do it Canton like a Bulldogs? real man. He'd do it like a real man. Walter Camp would be like, "Ah, I've been lied to." Here's what should happen. Twitter reaction brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers. Uh,
1: 1925 voice.
0: It is with this voice because my voice is Do you already. You think Walter
1: out. Camp was like? Uh, who's the guy we used to have on the show?
0: Step right up and get your football. What was the guy Landry? Yeah.
1: Then him and I got into it. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't been back since.
0: Twitter reactions brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Are we talking about Greg or Chris Landry? I'll take either one. of them on the show. Chris. That one. Joe saying, how about we uh, all draft draft all linebackers, mean linebackers. And Daniel saying, uh, two guys that he would like to target in the second round, Jackson Smith and Jigba and Malik Knowles. If JSN makes it to the 42nd pick, the NFL screwed up.